We're going to go to Matthew chapter 21 as we begin the second part of our series of finding your missing piece. If you're missing peace in your life, we're going to talk about the peace that's in submission. Let's be honest, and I dare you to be honest. How many of you could say, Pastor, I've struggled in the past, or I'm currently struggling with the issue of authority? Okay, good. We're going to talk about the peace of submission. Let's go to Matthew chapter 21. The Word of God says this, As Jesus and His disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethpage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into the village over there, he said. As soon as you enter it, you're going to see a donkey tied there and its colt beside it. Untie them. Bring them to me. And if anyone would ask, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs them. And he will immediately let you Take them. And this took place to fulfill the prophecy that was said. Tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He's humble. He's riding on a donkey. Riding on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. Let's pray. Father, bless this word. This Palm Sunday, Father. We ask that this word will help us to understand the peace that can be found in submission as we get under your authority. Father, it amazes me what you could place over us if we first get under you. Help us to understand this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys can have a seat. As we talk about finding your missing piece. See, if there's anything that I believe people believe they don't have, or better yet, if I can say, there are many people in this life, in this world right now living, that believe they have lost their peace. Finding your missing piece means that you can't find it because it's lost. And I talk to so many people as a pastor when I sit down with them and a majority of the time I say, Pastor, I lost my peace X amount of time ago. I lost it when my, I went through this. I lost it when I went through that. I lost it when this happened and when this person did this and when I just went through this, God just took my peace away and I can't seem to find peace. I've lost it. If you've lost peace, You've replaced it with anxiety. You've replaced it with fear. You've probably now have welcomed discouragement and maybe even anger. Where there is no peace, there is no rest. There is no calm. So there's a lot of people today living with no peace because they believe it's been lost. And as I was praying to God this week, I gotta tell you, I've had a horrible week. Horrible, horrible week. It's the week before Easter. This is a time where I'm my busiest studying and praying. And I got really sick. To the point that I had to cancel Bible study. I had to get in bed, cancel every meeting, cancel everything, and just stay in bed and just suffer. And as I was resting this week, I began to pray and ask God, Lord, you need to give me a message, but I can't study for it too much because you can see how I am. The week got so bad that I actually threw my back out two days ago. So then I was convinced that I was done. What's interesting, though, is I was praying to God I was thinking about the amount of people that lose peace in their life. And then an interesting word came to my heart, to my mind, and I knew the Lord was speaking there. And the Lord impressed on me this. It's going to shock you. You guys ready? No one loses 
peace. You think you've lost peace. You haven't. We think we've lost peace, but we don't. Peace is something you do not lose. Let me explain what happens. And stay with me here. A few weeks ago, I lost my phone. How many have ever lost your phone? And you found it. How many of you found it? So guess what? You didn't lose it. You misplaced it. There's a big difference between losing something and misplacing it. You see, I said I lost my phone and the truth was, I didn't. It was under the seat of my car. It was in a place it did not belong. But I was convinced I lost it. Let me tell you when I lost a phone for real. It's a time that it fell out of my shirt pocket into the ocean in depths of 200 feet. I didn't say, I misplaced it, let me go get it. I said, I need to order me a new phone. This one is what? Lost. See, there is a big difference when you lose something and you misplace it. And the Lord was impressing this in my heart and says, you need to tell my people their peace has not been lost. Their peace has been misplaced. See, their peace is misplaced. See, when you lose something, it's defined as beyond recovering it. You're going to tell me right now what you're going through is so bad that God himself cannot recover the peace you once had. Then he's not God. What you're going through may be difficult, may be hard to understand, but I promise you, according to God right now, your peace is not lost. You can always recover it. You can get back to a place where you rest and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The devil wants you convinced that your peace is lost beyond recovery. You'll never have peace again. And you give him that authority. But the truth is, the peace in your life is never lost. You've just misplaced it and it's somewhere else. That's what's wrong with our sick society. We're convinced we have lost peace, therefore we're looking for it. But see, this world today, I'm convinced now, no one has lost peace. We've just misplaced it. And your peace is somewhere it doesn't belong. Let me, let me get down now. Are you guys ready? You've misplaced your peace when your peace is placed in a relationship. As long as they're in my life, I have peace. God says you've misplaced it. Some of you say, I will have peace once I get married. There's your peace. Some of us say, my peace is in my job. As long as I can have a job, as long as I can have this job and my position, I have peace. God says, now you've misplaced it. We put our peace in our children. We put our peace in our finances and our money. We put our peace in our pleasure. We put our peace in a house. We put a peace in an object. We put a peace in a relationship. And anywhere where you place your peace that's not God, you will seem lost. That's why today there's a lack of peace in so many people because we're placing peace where it does not belong. My phone did not belong under the seat of my car. And maybe today, the Lord has just convinced you. You've accepted this lie that your peace is lost. And if you're saying your peace is lost, you're saying, God, you can't recover it. And if God can't recover, then I don't think God is God. Do you believe God is God? Then is your peace lost today? You're saying, Pastor, it's misplaced. It's misplaced. Come on, slap your neighbor and tell him it's misplaced. I never lost it. 
I, I gotta, I gotta stop thinking, man, I've lost my peace. I can't say that anymore. That's why God says, you keep in perfect peace whose mind is firm on you. You know, when peace comes from God, it's perfect and it's stable. And nothing else in this world can give you that perfect peace. No person, no job, no accomplishment can give you the perfect peace you're so desperately looking for that you've never lost, by the way. You say, well, Pastor, what does that have to do with Palm Sunday? Talk about the palms. I will. But see, what's amazing is that Jesus, he's walking to Jerusalem. He's with his disciples. You have to understand, this is the moment. Jesus is about to go into Jerusalem to accomplish what he came for, to die for the sins of all of us here for the world. Jesus is about to fulfill his destiny. He's on his way. This is the moment he prayed about. This is the moment that prophesied about. This was his week. Everything else was nice. The miracles, the healings, all of that was great. But that's not what Jesus came for. Jesus came to die for that which was lost. You want to know what was really lost and not misplaced? Us. We were beyond recovery. Well, Jesus stepped in. And as they're walking to Jerusalem, he stops. And he says something interesting. He says, I need a donkey. But Jesus, Jerusalem is right there. You have to understand where Jesus was and where Jerusalem was, was just a mile. It wasn't far. So if I was his disciple, which I wasn't, thank God, I would have said, Jesus, you can keep walking. Come on. Don't be a diva right now. You can walk. It's just one more mile. You can walk on water. You can walk one more mile. Come on. But Jesus stops and says, I need a donkey. And Jesus says, not just any donkey. I I need you to go to this village. And in that village, you're going to see this donkey. And he's going to be tied up next to his mom. And I need you to untie them. And I need you to bring that donkey to me. And I know in Palm Sundays we talk about the entry, we talk about the people, we talk about all of that. But why don't we ever talk about this donkey? I said, donkey, why did Jesus need a donkey? Because a donkey was a symbol of peace. You see, in the village and in the cities, when a king rode on a horse, it was called a war horse. And when they saw that king on the horse, they knew it was time for battle. But see, when they saw that same king riding on the donkey around the village, the people knew this isn't a war time. The king's just strolling around. It's just, it's a time of peace. There's nothing going on. So rest. So the reason Jesus didn't ask for a stallion, but he asked for a donkey, is because he was trying to illustrate the symbol that he was. He was the king of peace. He wanted the people to see him for who he was. He was a God. He was a king of peace. He did not come for war. He did not come for vengeance. He did not come to destroy us. He came for us to have peace with God. So as Jesus is walking through the city and he's on this donkey, the people start waving their little hands with palms. Jesus! Yeah! Jesus! They're all excited. And that probably broke Jesus' heart. Because the people were there excited for Jesus. The people were there welcoming Jesus. But the truth is their motives were all wrong. You know, Palm Sunday is one of the saddest stories in the Bible. Because it shows you how selfish we can get with God. 
The people were welcoming Jesus, but one week later, those same people were crucifying him. How does someone's heart turn so quick on Jesus? We look at them, we're like, man, those people are crazy. They're so mean. Listen, how did your heart turn so quick from Jesus? Let's not act like we have it all together. Maybe you can think of a time in your life your heart has turned away from God in a matter of seconds. It's easy to get caught up and look at these people and say, how can they turn on God a week later? If we were there, we would have done it too. Why? Because of selfishness. You know what those palms represent? Those palms were symbols of victory. Victory over what? They thought Jesus came to give them victory over the Roman government and their oppression. So they were welcoming Jesus because he's going to give me victory over my problems. The palms were a symbol of goodness and blessing. So think about it now. They're welcoming Jesus. Why? Because he's going to give us good things and he's going to bless us. And the palms were a symbol of prosperity. So they were only welcoming Jesus because they believed Jesus would give them good things, victory over their problems, blessing and prosperity. Who wouldn't want Jesus if that's what he was all about? That's what's wrong with the church today in America. We're so welcoming of Jesus and we're shaking our little palms and we're welcoming Jesus on Sunday. Why? Because we're thinking that Jesus is all about giving you the victory over this life, over the problems in this world, over your circumstances. He's going to give you victory over your children, your marriage, your sickness, your diseases, your problems. God's going to give you the victory. He's going to give you good things. He's going to bless you. He's going to prosper you. And it makes you feel so good inside. You can just shake your palms. Woo! Don't you think Jesus knew their hearts? That everyone was shouting and singing and dancing and shouting Hosanna, meaning save us. Why? Because all they were thinking about was themselves. They turned on Jesus because a week later, Jesus did not overthrow the Roman government. You see, when you serve God and follow God for what He can give you, that means that when He doesn't give it to you, you're going to turn on Him. So these people turned their hearts from God in a matter of one week because Jesus is not who they expected Him to be. And maybe right now, God has done things in your life you never expected of Him. Maybe God has not given you the victory that you want. Maybe God has not displayed the goodness in your life yet. Maybe God is not blessing you left and right. Maybe right now you're not prospering. I wonder if you were these people. Will you continue to welcome him. Or will you just turn on him? Jesus didn't die. This week, he did not die to save you from your problems. Jesus didn't die on the cross to save your marriage. He didn't die to save your kids, save your house, save your finances, to save your business, to save this and save that. Jesus didn't die for any of that. The only thing that needed saving was our soul. But the people rejected him because they were so caught up in their earthly life that they rejected Jesus, not knowing that they were also rejecting their eternal life with him in heaven. How many people turn on God because he's not what I expected? How many people turn from God and turn from following Jesus because he hasn't done things your way?
But Jesus wants those followers that say, if, if I'm not good to you, and I don't give you the victory, and I don't give you the blessings, and I don't give you the prosperity, will you still follow me? That's why he had 11 disciples. Because ultimately Judas said, you're not the one I thought. I'm done. Palm Sunday breaks my heart because it tells us how selfish we can be. Don't you understand that Jesus was walking through Jerusalem as a symbol of peace? As the king of peace? When he chose that donkey, he wanted us to see peace is right in front of you. But the peace I came for is not to give you peace on this earth. I came to give you peace with God. Because your sin has separated you from him. But they were so caught up in their earthly life. And their condition of their physical life, they ignored the condition of their spirit. You guys with me now? Matthew 16, 26, Jesus asked a profound question. What do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Answer that question right now. What is worth more than my soul? Can anyone have the nerve to say, my job, my house, my kids? When your soul is in eternity in hell, none of that matters. There is no one in hell saying, I wonder who's making my payments. There's no one in hell saying, what about my job? What about my house? What about my car? What about this? Everything that we put so much worth in is worthless in eternity. So Jesus asked this question, what good is it to gain the whole world? What if God gave you your world? Your little palms, your desires. What if God did give you all the victory over your problems? What if God did give you all the good things you want? What if God did give you every blessing you ever wanted? What if God did prosper you in such a way that you were the envy of the world? Would it matter if your soul was lost? You see, Jesus was teaching here. Don't become so worldly that all you think about is this world and these few years you have. And all you think about is what God can do for you on this life. That you forget the real reason He came. For your soul. Your soul matters to God. And, and Palm Sunday, all these people by the thousands were welcoming Jesus because they were only after him for what he can give them for this life, this world. But in a matter of days, when it didn't turn out that way, they turned on him. See, I always wonder the kind of people that turn on the Lord. I've seen it. They're on Sundays, they're in church, they're worshiping, they're serving, they're on fire for God. A few years later, months later, sometimes weeks later, they're gone, never in the church anymore, never serving, drop everything in the world. You see their Instagram, you see their Facebook, they're out in the clubs, they're out with worldly people, they're doing worldly things, and you're thinking, what happened? They were following Jesus for what Jesus can give them for this life. But see, when you really love Jesus, it's not about what he can give to you. You follow him because he's already given you the best thing ever, and that is eternity with him in heaven and the forgiveness of your sins. 
Don't turn on Jesus because he hasn't given you a boyfriend yet or a girlfriend. Don't turn on Jesus because your bills are overdue. Don't turn on Jesus because your kids are astray. Don't turn on Jesus because you got a bad report from the doctor. You only turn on Jesus when you're turning to him. That's it. Do you know how many people today in church, I'm convinced, are just palm shakers? Because everything that's preached today is what Jesus can give you. And everyone ignores what he's already given you on that cross. Am I preaching truth today? And I don't know about you, but I'm not after the Lord for what he can give me. Because I'm convinced, and I have proof in my life, if I don't have victory, which sometimes I don't, and if I don't see the goodness of God, which I don't always, and if I don't see the blessings of God, which sometimes I think they're not there, and if I don't prosper at all, which sometimes I don't, you know why I keep following Jesus? Because I didn't give my life in the first place for any of that. What about you, though? We have so much in common. So I started praying. I said, Lord, why did you choose a donkey? Why a donkey? And as I prayed, sick in bed, fell asleep a few times. I woke up with this idea. See, I believe that the Lord Jesus chose that donkey because everything Jesus did by miracle was a teaching lesson. You guys believe that, right? He didn't just do it to do it. He did it to teach it. Wouldn't you believe Jesus choosing this donkey was a miracle? Yeah, it was. Because what are the odds that one mile away there would be exactly what Jesus said? That donkey was a miracle donkey. It wasn't a random donkey. It was a miracle donkey. So I'm going to call this donkey miracle. Can I? So Jesus chooses miracle. And I said, why did you choose this miracle donkey? Because that donkey is a symbol of you. No, I'm a stallion. No. Listen. Jesus chose a donkey because that donkey is you. Help me preach this right now. Get excited. Look at your neighbor and just say, donkey ER. Come on. You're a donkey. <laughs> You're a donkey. Say it. I'm a donkey. Say it. Like you love it. I'm a donkey. Thank you, Pastor. What does this have to do with Palm Sunday? A lot. Number one, let me tell you why he chose this miracle of a donkey. He didn't just choose a random donkey. He chose that donkey. You, a mile away, there was this donkey. Because ironically enough, in the book of Zechariah, it was prophesied that the Messiah would ride through Jerusalem on a what? A donkey. 500 years before Jesus did this, it was written about this donkey. You know what's mind-blowing? Maybe you don't get excited about this, but it, I just lost my mind. Because I realize we're not the only one with destinies. Animals are too. Yeah. It's just a donkey. It ain't just a donkey. 500 years before this donkey was even born, it had a destiny. It had a calling. It had a purpose. Psalm 139.16, the reason you're this donkey is because the Bible says that he saw you before you were born. Every day of your life was recorded in the book, just like this donkey was recorded in the book of Zechariah. 
Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Why is this so important? Because God wants you to know the reason I chose a donkey is the same reason I'm choosing you. I have a calling on your life. I have a purpose for you. You're not an accident. They might have told you you were unplanned. They might have said you were a surprise and unexpected. But you're not living this life by random coincidence or chance. I don't believe you're just living every day. I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what God's going to do. God is not wondering. It's already been written. There's a destiny in your life. There's a calling upon your life. You're not just living this life on some random coincidence. When God saw you, he saw you before you were even born. Before this donkey was born. Come on now. Before this donkey was born, he said, I have a destiny for it. Random? I think not. You're convinced that God doesn't have a plan for you? You're convinced that God doesn't have a calling for your life? The reason that God chose this miracle of a donkey is because he wants us to know if I knew and predestined a donkey, what does that mean for you? If God had a mighty calling to use a donkey. Imagine how much he can use you and you and all of us in this church. So don't sit here and let the devil lie to you. That because of your past, because of your upbringing, because of your parents, your childhood, your mistakes, God's plan for your life has been written off. Because the truth is, it has been written off. Why? Because it's been written before. God knew before you did what you did that you would do what you did. And God predestined you already. That's why God says, I can work things, good things, forever. All things work together. Why? Because God already knew you'd mess up. God already knew you'd fail. God already knew you would cross the line. God already knew. And before you were born, God says, this is how this person's life is going to be from beginning to end, from alpha to omega. Come on now. God says, I have written every day of your life. This donkey was written about you read this, you know, big deal. Very big deal. Because 500 years before this donkey was even a thought in his parents' minds. Not like a planet. <laughs> God said, 500 years from now, a donkey will be born in Jerusalem. He will be rejected. No one's going to ride him. He will be tied on this specific day Disciples will be walking through. I will command them to go to Jerusalem, into this village, untie him, bring him to Jesus. He will go into Jerusalem through all the crowds. He will walk through with Jesus, through all the way up to the cross. This donkey will be destined to be used by Christ. And the angel was like, that's 500 years from now. I know, but watch, it's going to happen. How do you know? Because I said it. I said it. Number one, you're a donkey. Because like this donkey, I believe there's a call in your life. And don't disqualify that call because of your shortcomings or weaknesses or failures. God already knew before. And he had it already planned out. You received that today. Say amen. Amen. Number two, why a donkey on Palm Sunday? Verse three, beautiful. Jesus said to his disciples in verse three, when you see this donkey, if anyone asks, what are you doing? Because you've got to think it's kind of real, weird, like weird that Jesus would say, hey, go to this village and take this donkey. If anyone would say, what are you doing? You know what he said? Just say. 
The Lord needs them. You see why you're that donkey? Because that word need is not need in the Greek. That word need literally means desire. To want. Because the truth is, God doesn't need us. But the beauty of that is that God desires you. God wants you. Can you imagine this donkey? It's about to get a little crazy here, but all right, here's, here's a stable thingy, and here's a donkey. This donkey's tied. This donkey's just tied up. And the Bible says he was not ridden, according to the Gospel of Mark. No one's ever ridden him, never used him. Why? We don't know. But this donkey is just there. You ever feel like that in life? And he's watching all the other donkeys go by. <laughs> hey, miracle! Whatever. And at the end of the night, when all the donkeys get in the stable, they're all talking about where they went. We went sightseeing. I went through the cliffs. I rode through the deserts. Ooh, that's nice. Where'd you go, Miracle? Mm, here. Same old, same old. And every morning, the donkeys left, and they went to work. And Miracle must have been thinking, what's wrong with me? Why doesn't anyone use me? Why has no one ridden me? Why does no one want me? You ever felt like that in your life? And this miracle donkey's just there. Probably feeling if this donkey was thinking, no one wants me. But little did this donkey know, That the King of Kings and Lords of Lords wanted him. Because you're here today and you can think about all the people that have rejected you. You can sit here and think about all the people that are doing what you want to do, accomplishing what you dream of accomplishing. And you can sit in this life and feel stuck and unused and especially unwanted. But see, it doesn't matter who rejects you. It doesn't matter who doesn't want you. Because God does. God has such a desire for you. And this miracle of a donkey had no idea that the, the whole life of this donkey was just their stock. But little did this donkey know that God had a plan for this donkey. And though this donkey was rejected by people, Jesus was not going to reject them. And one day this donkey was going to get back to the stable and have the best story of all that no other donkey can compare to. I was used by the Messiah. So you can forget your little where you went. I don't care about your little desert walk or walking through the trails or what you did for work. How many of you were used by the Messiah? No one? No one? I was. That's why you can't limit your worth by other people's rejection. All of us can relate to rejection. But don't limit your worth by someone else's actions towards you. See, this miracle of a donkey had a calling on his life. This miracle of a donkey was desired by Jesus. Do you see why Jesus chose this donkey? Because he was letting us know. If I wanted a donkey, how much more do you think I want you? You know what I love about Jesus? He said, if anyone tries to stop you, just tell them the Lord needs them. And I don't know who I'm preaching to, but when I read that, see, I want to tell you, there's a call in your life. 
And the Lord wants you. And you know how you know there's a call in your life? Because people are trying to stop you. That's how you know. Jesus knew someone's going to try to stop him. And when they do, because they did, hey, what are you doing? Why are you using him? You just best, you just step up and say, the Lord needs him. So when they try to stop you, get your mind off them and put it on the Lord. What are you going to say when they say you can or you won't and you can never say, oh, maybe you're right. But the Lord says, I can do all things through him. See why you're a donkey? Because there's a call in your life and God doesn't need you, but better wants you. Don't ever determine your value by the treatment of other people. That's why many people in the Bible felt weird and off when Jesus loved on them. Just think about Peter when he was first called. He told Jesus, get away from me. I'm too much of a sinner. But Jesus said, I know. Peter, I don't need you. Peter, I want you. See, all my saved people know. How many of you are grateful that the Lord wants you? And know that you are worthy to be wanted by God, but he wanted you anyway. And lastly, why the donkey on Palm Sunday? Well, because you're the donkey, but how do you know you're the donkey? Because Jesus had a call in his life. Jesus wanted this donkey. But there was one problem. That's what I'm going to close with. Because I'm convinced the Lord wants everyone. That's why he died for the sins of the world. I believe that everyone has a destiny for their life. A call. But you know what's the most amazing thing about this Palm Sunday and this donkey? Jesus knew where the donkey was. Man, you don't understand. I guarantee this message has never been taught before. It's weird. But you know why you're that donkey? Because imagine the chaos of that Easter week. Jesus is stepping up. He knows he's about to die. He knows the Father is about to abandon him. He knows Judas is about to betray him. He knows he's about to be whipped, pierced, beaten, torn apart. He knows everything and all the stress. And with all the stress, he stops. And he says, I know there's a donkey here. Because I predestined it and called it 500 years ago. You know why you're a donkey? Because Jesus knew. See, what gives me the greatest peace of all is that with all the chaos and all the stress and everything that was going through the mind of Christ, he knew where the donkey was. You know why this gave me so much peace? Because it made me realize that no matter how stressful life can get, no matter how broken you are, no matter how much agony you're going through and suffering and pain, no matter what you're going under right now, the Lord God Almighty knows where you're at. Come on now. He knows where you're at. And you know what gives me the greatest peace? Is that God knows. So I know that when I'm stressed and I'm mad and I'm tired and I've been mistreated and treated poorly and unfair and when life is hard and difficult and I'm sick and I'm betrayed, I say, God, you know. God knows where you're at right now. 
And God also knew something else about this donkey. God told these disciples, a mile and a half away, there's a donkey I predestined 500 years ago. A mile and a half away, there's a donkey I want. And I know he's there because I know where he's at. But I also know that he's bound. That he's tied. Because God not only knows where you're at in your life. God knows what binds you right now. God knows that you're bound by anxiety. You're bound by depression. You're bound to addiction. You're bound to sin. You're bound by insecurity. And Jesus said, when you go to that donkey, release him. Because that donkey could not release himself. You know why you're that donkey? Because you cannot set yourself free. Only Jesus can. And he has the power to set you free. That's why Jesus said in the book of Luke, I have come to set the captive free. You see, it doesn't matter if you have a destiny in your life. It doesn't matter if there's a calling. It doesn't even matter if God wants you. Because the Lord can't use you if you're still bound. And that's what's wrong with this world. God may have a destiny for every soul in this place. God may want every person in this room. And God can use you, but he won't use you because you're still bound. And in order for God to use this miracle of a donkey, it has to be released. So instead of telling God, use me, you need to tell God, release me. Release me from this bondage. I wonder what has you bound today. Have you ever felt bound? That you want to move forward, but you can't? You ever felt stuck? What good is it to have a destiny? We always preach on that. The Lord has a destiny for your life. What good is it to know that God wants you? If you're going to choose to stay tied up. So miracle was there. Today is like yesterday. Still not wanted. And then he, see a, he sees a disciple come. Disciple Frankie, come up here, come on. So miracle is just there. He's like, who's that? That's different. What do you... What do you... And as this donkey sitting there, it's released. Because it doesn't matter how long you've been bound, the Lord can release you today. But there's something else. You know why you're that donkey? Because there's a call in your life. You know why you're that donkey? God wants you. Doesn't need you. Wants you. You know why you're that donkey? Because God knows where you're at. You know why you're that donkey? Because God also knows where you're bound. But you know why you're that donkey? I know it's annoying you. Because he wants you to know, I can set you free. And you can reach your full potential, your full destiny, if you let me release you. How long have you been bound? Doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter that the same thing that binds you today also bound your parents and your grandparents and then on. Today, God says, is the day of salvation. But you know why you're that donkey? Because donkeys in nature are stubborn. Let me preach the real thing here. You know, you may be called, you may be wanted, the Lord can set you free. But you know why you're stuck? Because you're stubborn. You see, I gotta, I gotta preach this. The donkey was released from the stall. But now, he has to follow the disciples. And this donkey, the Bible says, was never ridden. It was never tamed. So this donkey had to define his nature because we have a nature of pride in us. And if this donkey was to be used by God because he was called by God, it was released by God. But you know what I want to tell you today? God has a destiny for everyone. God wants everyone. God has set everyone free on that cross. All sin was paid for. But then I wondered, I said, Lord, we're all free. Every one of us is free. But why do so many of us stay in bondage? Because there's one thing this donkey needed to do. Submit. Walk me, Frankie, walk me. This donkey said, and say, no, no. I want to stay where I'm at. You don't read the disciples fighting. Come on, fight me. No. How many of you have a relationship like this with Jesus? I see it all the time the Lord wants to use you the Lord wants to bless you the Lord has set you free but you're still stuck because in your pride you're stubborn I don't want to forgive them I don't want to tithe I don't want to do this I don't want to serve and Jesus said if you would only humble yourself you know why this is a miracle of a donkey because it was a donkey that never fought stop fighting God and just submit to him. So let's walk, Frankie. So this donkey said, okay, I don't know what this is about. Where are we going? Whoa, I'm being used. Just walk me, walk me. And then this donkey's walking. Wow, this is Jerusalem. Wow, I like this. This feels good. Wow. And then... He sees the Messiah, Messiah Barbie, stand up. He says, whoa, 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 that's Jesus. Man, look, look, that's Jesus. Why, why are we going towards Jesus? Why? Why? And then Jesus, he's like, you mean to tell me the Messiah, the King of kings and Lord is on me? Hey, donkey, what's up now? Oh, you rejected me. You said I was good for nothing. Yeah, you said I'll stay stuck forever. How you like me now? Yeah, Jesus is on me. You know what's crazy about this? Is that he's in crowds with thousands of people. They're not cheering him. They're cheering for Jesus. Why? Because it's not about you. You know why you're that donkey? Because the Lord wants to use you, but it's never about you. So I want to tell you right now, you're a donkey. You're stubborn, but you can be set free. You're stubborn, but God wants you. You're stubborn, but God has a call in your life. And if you would just submit, you don't know the peace you would have. Stop fighting God. (laughs) 
you know why you're a donkey? Like, man, that's a lot of reasons. It is. Because in the Torah, the first five books, the book of Exodus, the book of law, Exodus 13 talks about if you're going to redeem or set a donkey free, get a lamb. Get a lamb. And give it to the owner. That's a law. You know what I read this? I said, wait a minute. Jesus, when you took this donkey, you didn't tell the disciples, bring a lamb. Why do you think that is? Because he was the lamb. The truth is, you can reach your potential, you can reach your destiny. And the Lord wants you, and you can have the Lord today because we have a lamb that was shed on the cross for the redemption of you donkeys. Every head bow, every eye closed today. Palm Sunday is a reminder of why God chose a donkey. There's a destiny in your life right now and the Lord wants you. And the Lord knows where you're at. The Lord knows that you're bound. But the Lord can release you if you would just humble yourself and submit to Him. Let's all stand to our feet today with every head bowed, every eye closed today. If you're tired of fighting God, and if you're bound by sin, the Lord wants you to know He desires you. But you have to humble yourself and stop fighting Him. Where has pride and stubbornness got you? You may feel stuck and unwanted. You may be seeing other donkeys live a life you want and being used in other ways you wish it can be used. But I want to tell you, just like this donkey, your time is coming. It has been written. Your time is coming. You're stuck right now. You're tied right now. But there will come a time that the Lord Jesus will call for you to be released and into your destiny but it requires humility because it's not about you. And it requires submission. And I'm praying today that some man or some woman in this room or in this church service or listening online today says, enough, I will no longer fight you, God. I will no longer resist you, but I will submit. Release me from what's binding me today and use me. If you're here today and you want to submit to Jesus Christ, he's the lamb that died on the cross for your sins. Stop fighting him and surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ today. You come forward right now. I want to pray for you. If you're bound, come on. If you're bound by stubbornness and pride, the Lord has a destiny for your life, but you haven't reached it because you're stubborn. You haven't reached it because you're arrogant. You haven't reached it because you're prideful. You haven't reached it because you're selfish. But the Lord says, even though you're all of those things in nature, I want you. I know you. I can release you. You just have to stop fighting me today. If you're here today and you're receiving the Lord Jesus Christ, you pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my pride. And today, I no longer fight you, but surrender to you. I know I'm a sinner, and I pray you forgive me. Save me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let me pray for someone else here today. You say, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm saved, but I feel stuck. I know that I'm saved, but I'm stuck in my stubborn ways. I'm a donkey, Lord. I know that I'm called. I know I have a destiny. I know that I am loved and desired by you. You know where I am. You know where I'm bound. But Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, you release them. Set them free. 
Release them from pride. Release them from stubbornness. Let them be used by you. And as you use them, let them know that it is not about them, Lord. No one ever knew this donkey would be used by you because no one knows the plans you have for us, Lord. So I pray when the time comes, you release us when it's time to be released. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy Palm Sunday, everyone. Amen and amen. As we wrap this service up, I want to remind you guys that next week is Easter. How many of you are excited for Easter right now? This is a week away. This is everything Jesus came for. I hope you were blessed by this Palm Sunday message. I know it's a little bit outside of the norm, but how many of you appreciate being a donkey today? You say, Pastor, I'm a donkey. I love it. I love it. I'm a donkey.